Hello, everyone. Welcome to, or back to, A Battle Within. This is a podcast about our journey together with post-concussive syndrome. I'm Drew Neiman, and in a little while, I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife, and the inspiration for the podcast. If it's your first time here, and you're not exactly sure what post-concussive syndrome is, I'd recommend checking out episode number one. Today, we're going to be talking about trying to recover one day at a time. This was hard for Terry initially with the most recent concussion and in its aftermath. We cover the ins and outs early in the process, some things we did to address it, and we tell the stories about how we have overcome and, frankly, continuing to overcome. Terry is getting better still two and a half years later after and offers encouragement throughout the show. The episode starts out immediately with a good chuckle between Terry and myself. Enjoy. and I get blown questions at me, but ready, go ahead. That was recorded, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay, that's a good start, because that's the truth, people. Yes. He reads from a script, doesn't tell me what's going on, I get this questions thrown at me. Don't even know what's happening here today, but hi, folks. <laughs> yeah, it's not necessarily a script, it's more of notes that I've taken to, you know, to talk about. Yeah, let, let, you're well prepared. And well, but that, you? but that's my job. I'm the straight guy. You're the funny guy. <laughs> no, yeah, you're just gonna fire away at me, put me on the spot, and be like, first of all, I can't, I can't think of my words half the time anyway, and then you're just gonna throw uh, questions at me. This is gonna be a very good podcast, guys. Just so you know. Yes, but but in all seriousness, though, Terry, we promised we promised the folks that it would always be real and raw. And you that's know, how you're going to make sure. And now I'm going to make sure of it, yes, because I want it to be too real and, and from the hip and that I type love of you, thing. Dude. Thanks a lot. Yeah, well, if you want to go about it differently, we can. I'm not doing it to uh, to no, uh, well, pick on you. Let, let's what? see. Let's see what they all feel. All right. Okay. Fair enough. It was they also. Might, they might agree with me that I need more advance notice to, pr- <laughs> to prep. Yeah, maybe so. I don't know. But uh, today was kind of a big day for us, though, because as we're sitting here recording this is actually when the podcast went live. So it was kind of a yes, big day. You were, you were very excited about it. Yes, that. it's a big day for us, absolutely. All right, Terry. So today, really kind of what I want to talk about was early on, uh, concussion number three, early on in the recovery process, kind of like that first six-month window yeah. and what that was like. So if you could just kind of like, you know, lay it out for everybody, what a it was like. ass blur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, no, seriously, it was a blur. Um, I thought half the time I knew what I was saying or doing. Apparently, I did not. Some examples is I thought I had like these excellent Facebook wording posts and you were like, Please do not post unless <laughs> yeah. unless I check it first. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brooke, my daughter, said the same thing. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? I didn't even know it was gibberish or that I was spelling things incorrectly. I couldn't spend any time, long time, on anything. Because yeah. anything and everything would tax me and cause symptoms. Uh, so I spent a lot of time with a much smaller world than I was used to and being indoors. I had a lot, I'm an extrovert and I 
liken it to being, I was like an introvert, which you are. Mm-hmm. I, I liken it to be like, I was like an introvert. I didn't want to be in parties or social settings or anywhere. Well, you also weren't capable either. I wasn't capable, yeah. but it also brought me anxiety yeah. and it brought out my symptoms. Right. So a lot of time just trying to figure out what a possibly I could do because TV was too much. Reading was too much. The computer was too much. I, basically, everything was kind of too much. Yeah, sleeping was too much. You know what I mean? In terms of like, there was only well, so I couldn't much. sleep. I right. couldn't even shut my brain off. Right. That's my point. It's like, that was even too much. Even for the amount of time that you tried to rest, you couldn't because your brain wouldn't shut off. Yeah, so, it was you know, a lot of fun. So yeah. the first six months, it was just trying. I had, um, it was a lot of guesswork and trying to figure out what it is I could could do because it was all I can't do. I can't do. And trying to figure out how do I work around this because I am a type A personality. So I tried to figure out all sorts of ways to work around it and yeah. beat, beat this thing. Yes. I was constantly in trouble with you and Dr. Rochester. Yeah, I was just going to bring that up <laughs> that despite all this, where, where Terry literally could be plastered to a chair in agonizing pain for six hours straight. She would still be trying to convince the doctor to let him, let her go back to work. <laughs> go you back know? to work, and yeah. I wanted to uh, try different things that would bring out my symptoms. But I, my my thought process was was how do I know my symptoms yeah. would come out? Yeah, you wanted to go powerlifting again and boxing <laughs> and all these wonderful things that you, you know, are good to do when your head hurt like the way it did. Yeah, you know, but was, you were de- persistent too, and it depressed me because I yeah. am active, was active yeah. trying to get back to that. Yeah, it, it it took a little while, I thought, for you to kind of get to the depressed state. I think the the first uh, first six months was more about like, how am I going to get my life back? Uh, oh no, here we go again, kind of feeling I got from you, and it was a lot of fighting the pain. Yeah, I was very frustrated. Yeah, I was frustrated, and um, and even when you were fighting the pain, uh, you you were adamant against the painkillers to the degree from the traditional medicine standpoint, which Doctor Rochester supported um, a lot of ways. He kind of let you call the shots there. Mm -hmm. I understood that you didn't want to, you know, uh, be on all sorts of medications killing the pain, because part of the reason that you were like that is because you wanted to be able to figure out. What your body was telling you, what was wrong, instead of it being masked. Yeah, so, you and know. the other part of the reason was I have a close family member that was uh, addicted to pain pills. Yeah, was yeah, and and that was very too close to home for yeah. me. Yeah, right, right. So with that being said, and then you had the pain, and it was crippling at times, almost kind of like the fibromyalgia type. Kind of like thing. that. Well, yeah. there was there yeah. was migraines and nausea, light sensitivity, noise sensitivity, um, <laughs> mental confusion, brain fog, fatigue, inability to really sleep. So the insomnia kind of thing. Yeah. And then that strange thing that happened. I don't know if that was the first six months with that possibility of that autonomic dysfunction thing or whatever yeah it was the first six where yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, yeah that was strange and um why don't you explain what that is well i don't know it that well <laughs> but i was having like weird like, like uh, heart, high blood pressure heart rates and then of, it would be too high and then it would come down yeah. and you know five minutes later it was yeah weird. it was wonky yeah it was wonky this 
I don't really know how to explain it because yeah. I don't know it that well. Uh, so just like every symptom, dizziness, balance issues. Yeah, being tied to the house, I thought was, I thought that was like huge for you too in terms of your frustration because, like you said a little while ago, you're extroverted, so you were kind of tied to the house, so you couldn't do that. Yeah. You were tied to the house, and you know, looking at the same four walls, which was frustrating you, and yeah. you know, on top of all that. It would take you hours in the morning just to get up and, and get ready for the day. Um, a lot of the time, I was already off to work. Yeah, you well, know, and I was also cognitively challenged. Yeah. I couldn't process, couldn't bring in what people were saying and yep. absorb it and make sense of it, and and I couldn't get it out either. So that part was really frustrating. I think the uh, my other- memory, uh, word retrieval. I think what was also really frustrating at that particular point was you were smart enough, or I should say, I shouldn't say smart enough, but aware enough to know something was wrong, but also had no clue how to fix it. And yes. that used to frustrate you and bring you to tears okay, a lot of times. Okay, so did we already tell everybody that I'm a special educator? Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. was Go a ahead. special yeah. educator. So, say it again, yeah. Uh, yeah, that I was used to taking problems with. Uh, how people were learning or thinking or being effective in life and helping them out. And I couldn't figure it out for my own self. So that was frustrating. Like when I would go to speech therapy um, and they would give me memory retrieval skin skills, I'd be like, but this is what I do with my students. Like, I know this. <laughs> yeah. I just can't get- I can't do it. I just cannot do it. So it's very frustrating. Well, it's also important to note, and I spoke to this on episode one about some of the uh, disabilities that folks have when they're going through this, is that for the first six months, you were tied to the house large in part because you couldn't drive. You know, oh, yeah. so I would get yeah. lost. I yeah. would not even. You weren't allowed rec- at first. Why, yeah. why wasn't I allowed? See, a lot yeah. of it's blurry to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it you weren't allowed simply because you weren't capable from from a pain perspective and also from the confusion perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So Doctor Rochester didn't let you do that. So it was myself and some other folks running around whenever we could to doctor's appointments and things like that. Which was a good thing because yeah. I wouldn't remember anything that was told to me right. at the doctor's appointments. Exactly. So. Uh, that's definitely one of the lessons I think we learned here during the process is to try to bring an advocate with you if you're seeing the doctor, so on and so forth, and you're, you're going through it and you're kind of in that foggy state of your recovery. I, th- I think that's important to do without yeah, a doubt. whoever it is. Yeah. Friend, neighbor, um, family member, definitely bring someone with you yeah. or a recorder. If you don't have anyone, record it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good point. Now... It is about the family and the caregivers too. So I'll I'll speak a little bit about to to what it was like for myself during that time period. Obviously, it was extremely stressful for me mm. uh, on two main fronts. One was you know my care and concern for for you, obviously yeah. you know getting well and being scared for that, and uh, not having answers myself. And you know there's a, there's a lot of vagueness when you're going through this. Um, from the medical side and a lot of it's trial and error so there are no definitive answers ever really so uh, true. you know as you're going through this um, and then the second thing is you know professionally I tend to work many hours a week and then I was kind of also coming home to have to literally take care of everything 
Yeah. That was shared responsibility. I was cooking every night. I was doing the laundry, caring for our animals. I mean, basically everything, cleaning the house, all those types of things that Terry and I basically share, you yeah. know, and responsibilities. And I would say, however, you, fortunately and unfortunately at the same time, we're, we're talking about Terry's last concussion. I also had some experience from the time prior which really kind of sort of, I, I was in a roundabout way. I had seasoned some pro. seasoned and, and, and prepared for it this time around, even though this time around the recovery has been much more uh, difficult, I would say, yeah. without a doubt. So I had some experience with that. I would say that there were times where I was highly frustrated, even angry, but I couldn't let Terry see that. It wasn't going to serve her at all. So I kind of kept it to myself. I tried to find outlets, uh, things to do. I'm a cyclist, so whenever I had an opportunity to get on my bike and ride, it kind of acts like moving meditation for me. I would go play with my dogs, whatever. And there were other days where I would just kind of clam up and shut up because I was kind of at a boiling point. And that's kind of what it was like for me as a caregiver. Now, with that being said... For you folks out there who might be caregivers, it's not an impossible task. Yes, things are going to change. You just got to understand that, you know, the reality of it is it's probably just a season. It's going to be a rough couple of months, six months, you know, that type of thing. Uh, and I'm sure your spouse would do the same thing if it happened to you. So that's kind of my two cents and what I was going through for those first six months. All right. Yeah, you kept reminding me that it was just a season, yeah. but I was... Uh, feeling like can't can I do this again and and how long is this going to be and as it dragged on a little bit longer than the other one got me frustrated but I do see now how much improvement I've made so those of you that are listening don't d get discouraged because I've come a really long way brains do heal they have their own time frame and everybody's different and you'll go through what you need to go through but You'll get there. Yeah. So um, last thing I just wanted to touch base on, Terry, before, before we, we, we shut it down for tonight was, do you recall what support you had from a medical side and a therapy side during these first six months? Not, what happened there? It's all, that is all a blur, too. Yeah. I just remember I always had a lot of therapy. I didn't, Dr. Rochester, back out of it a little bit yep because it was too much that is exactly what happened he started you off with with the uh speech therapist and the uh occupational therapist yeah, initially and pt also and, yeah the pt was there early on as well and after a little while we kind of all came to agreement that it was too much for you at that point so he backed down and just kind of ordered you just to kind of chill out as much as possible a little bit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did he keep any of them? I don't remember. No, not initially. I mean, he backed off of basically everything, you know, in the, in the yeah. beginning, other than him, really, yeah. uh, was really his key uh, to that. One other thing that I will say about these first six months that were important to note, too, was you, you know, your vision was way out of whack. And we didn't know that yet, and it was extremely frustrating. I mean, Terry was literally bouncing off yeah, the walls. Yeah, they did find that I needed prism lenses, yeah. and I was convergence excess. Yeah, but that that was almost like nine months later or something like that. Yeah. It wasn't at first it was six. A while. It, was, it took a while to get to that point. And you were literally bouncing off the walls with bruises everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, I still get that. Yeah, occasionally you do. Yeah, <laughs> so the, yeah, the vision and the and the balance. Uh, they've. I mean, here we are, two and a half years later, and there's still a little bit of a concern. Now, with that being said, a little. Yeah, concussion number three. They still get a little bit better every day. Uh, yeah. Just so you guys know, Terry, a lot of times uh, uses a cane just kind of act as a third leg from balance perspective just to kind of feel where she's at and in recent times she's been putting that away a little bit more frequently so even two and a half years later you're capable of getting better without a doubt you know i used to regress a lot more and it would last a lot longer and this last i mean yesterday was the first time i regressed in a long time and i regressed but i i bounced back the, the very next day yep which so uh, it took longer to regress, and it was a lot quicker to recover. To recover. Yep. So I think that kind of wraps up kind of what the first six months were like for you. you know, just a it late. was rough. Yes, it was rough. <laughs> uh, were you beyond that now? And now, I mean, you, there's no way in hell you would be doing this right now in six months' time, right? Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah. Yeah, we would have had a good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it would not have worked, that's for sure. So, Terry, we'll get, you know, we're getting ready to shut it down here for today. Is is there anything that you'd like to add before we uh, close it down for today? No, just just keep battling, guys. You will get there. Take take the time and believe. Don't get discouraged. Don't. I know that it's hard. I know that uh, you can get into a dark place because I know I did. But have hope. Stay positive. Keep trying. Don't quit. All right. Great, Terry. So that's it for us today. But before we go, I'm going to uh, ask you folks that if you are finding the show useful, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to us there. Or you can join us at battlewithin.com and also on a Facebook page at battlewithin. Please leave us a review or connect with us in any of those places. And uh, for those who are battling this post-concussion, please give yourself some grace. For those who love those people, please do the same. Keep battling, folks. Take care. Good night. Good night.